Hello, and welcome back to Pros and Content brought to you by Notch. I'm your host, Ellen Schwartz. For this episode, I spoke with Abby Joyce, who's the Brand Marketing Program Manager at SmartBear. We dig into her work activating social media internally to bring value to the organization. Notably, she's tracking and communicating value to other teams, but the value is not tied directly to revenue. It's showing up in engagement metrics, employee satisfaction, and other areas that have been proven to be valuable to a successful company. She also shares some practical tips for activating your internal teams on LinkedIn. Really quick, before you forget, do me a favor and make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss a single episode with these leading B2B SaaS marketers who know how to prove their contribution to business growth at all stages of the funnel. And now, here's your interview. Hey, Abby, it's so great to have you. Hey, Ellen, thanks for having me. I'm super pumped to talk to you. Um, You came to us through a recommendation from the Notch community from one of our wonderful members because you work at SmartBear as someone who is really into social and using that to find ways to get your employees engaged, but also to see some a little bit of ROI. So I wanted to dig into that with you. I was hoping you could give us a little bit about your background and how you landed here at this job. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of an interesting background. I started out of college with a really cool sales opportunity. Basically, I was selling marketing and PR software to whole marketing teams. So I really did every role under the sun in sales. I started as an SDR and then I went over to sales consultant, ended up being a senior sales manager, managing a team of five at times. So it was really cool to be able to touch on all those different opportunities, but I was primarily selling to marketing folks. And I decided that I wanted to be on the other side of things. It was always something I predicted I would end up in. So I decided to make... Interesting. Yeah. I Even in college, always wanted to be in marketing. So I decided to make the pivot over to a marketing role back in like October, 2021. I started at SmartBear as a senior content marketing specialist, primarily focusing on uh, social media, a little bit of comms, a little bit of PR. And then just recently, I was promoted to brand marketing programs manager. Um, So moving forward, I'll still have my hands in all those different responsibilities, but um, doing a little bit more employer and corporate branding programs and maybe even some customer advocacy. Yeah. So you've made it over to our side, to the dark side. We have cookies here. (laughs) We throw the better parties, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Would you say sales or marketing throws yeah, better parties? I don't know. It might be a toss-up. <laughs> yeah, let's maybe not go down that path. Yeah. But I appreciate that you kind of knew that about yourself, that you were more interested in marketing and getting to know that side of things. How do you feel like your time as a content marketer prepared you for what you're going to be doing now? Yeah, I think just being able to understand how people perceive the brand is going to be key. Just from observing social media, like that's a main outlet that people are on nowadays. So you really can tell so much by just simple things like how many likes you get on a post or people are reposting it, sharing it. So I think ultimately having that social media base of knowledge really is going to help me further understand our audience, both from an internal and external perspective. I think a lot of times it's easy to focus on your customers and audience only being external. 
when in fact, there's a lot of people internal that need to support and be behind your brand as well. Ooh, I like that. That's an excellent point that I'm going to write down to try to remember to come back to as our internal audiences as well. But I wanted to prompt you for a story from your time within social media. And that is you kind of did this big messaging switcheroozy when you started and took over social media at Smart Bear. So I was hoping you could walk us through that. So I think, first of all, just what prompted you to make such a shift and maybe walk us through what the shift was? Yeah. So ultimately, I had been working on our social content for about three to four months before our new SVP of brand. I'll give her a shout out, Maureen Feldman. She came in and really started to make us think about brand in a different way. And her biggest thing was, how do we humanize SmartBerry, right? How do we make people see us for what we really are? And we essentially did a social audit. We went through all of our posts. We determined how many requests we were getting for different types of content, what was performing well. And we noticed that while things like product posts and webinar posts, they're all essential, um, doing so many of them was almost diluting the content that we were putting out and we weren't getting that many engagements on our posts. So we decided to take more of a pivot towards, okay, what should we do to make sure people see the Smart Bear brand? We even took our own developers because we are a unique company in that we are building software developing tools for developers. So we took our own resources and tried to do some research on what are they even going on social media for? Are they doing it to go and find a cool webinar or no? And the consensus was, no, they're not really finding their webinars on LinkedIn or, you know, like looking for product knowledge. For the most part, they wanted to see what companies were like, what the culture was like at those places, even if they potentially were looking for new jobs, what picture are they painting? So we decided to move towards that humanized content is what we called it. So that ranged from featuring our Smart Bear employees more, our culture more, doing more thought leadership articles that would still be knowledgeable for our audience, but had a little bit more of our brand messaging and direction and the values that we want somehow woven into those articles. So yeah, I like it different. Yeah, <laughs> it is different. But what is consistent with marketing too is that, that you've put your customer completely at the heart of it. You've said, this isn't why they're coming to LinkedIn. And I think every marketer probably gave you a little golf clap when it's like, no one's coming to LinkedIn looking specifically for your webinar, right? Like right. they're coming for something yeah. else. We can't get rid of them, but we, right. <laughs> we do still like to promote them, but we want to make sure it's a nice balance. Yeah. Well, and what we've done at Notch too is started to, I think people are like, we'll just toss the link up there and it'll populate that image really nicely and it'll have that it'll be so obvious to register for it and people will just click on it, obviously, because we're so compelling. But what we've started to do instead is say like, well, here's the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about. Let's have a few text posts around that and drop the link in the comments, because that's a lot of what people are going to LinkedIn for in our audience today is to learn and to grow or to connect. So I like that that's what you've re-centered around is really your audience needs. Yeah. And what we did find too is that people were much more likely to sign up for, say, a webinar if they were getting it from their salesperson, maybe. So really encouraging those people to share onto their own network. So that way, if they were coming across it, it was someone that they were potentially going to work with. That's a good way for them to sign up for it rather than just taking it from a corporate's point of view. That's a great point too. So 
you saw some success from this. What was the big takeaway for you? Yeah, I think the big takeaway was, of course, we saw some high numbers from the engagement. So that could be anything from increase in our followership. We we got, you know, like a 25% increase in LinkedIn followers, but we also got some very high engagement metrics on these posts. So close to 400% increase compared to 2021, which was very exciting for us. And then we also saw, you know, more impressions on these posts, like closer to 300% for post link clicks, like things that maybe people don't think about, but really help spread awareness of the brand in the long run. Right. Which I think is important too. And I think especially for social media, a lot of the metrics you just use can sometimes be construed as vanity or that's great, but the so what feels lost in there. So how are you communicating that those numbers are meaningful? Like when you take it back to the rest of the team? Yeah. So we do it in a few ways. Of course, we're going to show those quarterly reports, making sure people understand like these are the types of posts that are getting us more interaction, which ultimately will lead to, you know, awareness, retention, things that are all going to follow as a waterfall effect. But we also are focusing more on the qualitative aspects. So are we seeing more of a pride in our brand from our employees? So maybe more interaction on social media from them posting their own social media posts and LinkedIn posts. So that way, they get the brand name out there a little bit more and show those things that you don't typically see on social media from behind the scenes. Well, and that's interesting to me too. As we're tracking our own LinkedIn metrics, we typically weed out any notch people who have interacted on our posts thinking it's like, well, those are notch people. They don't count. What you're saying is that you could use that to say it's resonating within your employee base as well. And they want to share because they believe in what you're saying too. So using that as a reflection of how much people are really embracing your messaging internally. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, as I said before, it goes back to you have both an internal and external audience to be able to see that your employees are starting to use the hashtag that you created more every quarter. Those are things that prove they have more pride in their company, ultimately leads to retention rates being higher, ultimately leads to employee happiness. So being able to really integrate that into the external type of wins as well is a great way to have a good balance between the two. Yeah. So I love that everything you've just said is valuable. It is ROI in a sense, but it is not directly tied to the rev organization. It's not saying I brought in more deals, but it's all, I mean, I think there's report or not report studies behind all of these things that say, you know, like retention, internal retention is important for your business and all of these other things. So I want you to maybe expand on that, on how you're looking at this to where it's like you're showing value, but it doesn't have to be the bottom line. Yeah. So there are a few ways that you can show this value. Like, of course, numbers will always be around. Like, that's a great way to be able to say this is working. But just having more of a voice from your own employees is also a great way to know that things are working. And For instance, we launched also brand new messaging as well as this different type of social media approach. So we went, we took the research aspect of brand awareness surveys. We did the research on our own for our own developers. Then we went into the development of what do we want our messaging to say? How do we want it to resonate with people? All those things that ultimately led to the new 
type of campaign that we wanted to run for this year. And so through that, we went in and we were able to say, how do we make sure that this messaging is woven into every single part of SmartBear and then that our employees feel proud about it as well as the customers that we're trying to sell to. So even a good example is we created a new Slack channel called SmartBear Life. This was a good way to be able to have people share their Smart Bear employee experiences, not so serious and clinical that you had to go in and just be like, oh, check out this cool LinkedIn post. We wanted to more so see, are people hanging out with each other? What are they doing that really showcases the Smart Bear culture? Are they getting a drink at the bar after work? Are they actually interacting with the people they work with, creating something that really stands behind the full messaging of SmartBear. And we were even able to see like 20 posts in the first day that it was created from global employees. So really just seeing that pride come through in ways that isn't just necessarily link or post likes and things like that. Right. Something that feels a bit more sticky almost to where it's a bit more actually woven into the fabric of your culture. Yes, exactly. And then aside from that, you can also start to look at, you know, retention rates, are we getting more applicants for certain jobs and things like that, which in the future, of course, we'll look to do, but it's a starting point to be able to say, okay, our own current employees are starting to feel more pride for us. How can we make sure that it's moving forward into a way that more people want to join us and we ultimately get the word out there about our brand? So that's kind of what you're looking to next is to formalize some of those metrics, I guess. And that would be working with like HR. Yeah, definitely. So we do want to start working more like with HR for retention rates, but also we want to work with like the sales team and the customer support team to see, you know, maybe customer satisfaction surveys. How do they perceive our brand? Is it someone that they want to continue working with? They also, we also can start to work with other marketing teams. So the digital team, how are we causing traffic from social to convert leads? Like those are things that we can easily start to do now that we have really made that voice for ourselves and made that brand. Yeah, I like that. And I think too, that is going to become something really important for other marketing teams is to find those partnerships that might be unexpected. So like you mentioned HR, you mentioned your digital marketing teams and the people who are very numbers-based and start to tie that all together. But it's also just important, I think, We've mentioned this, but maybe let's underline it again is to say like, you have to communicate this value somehow and you have to do it in ways that they care about and that they understand. So it sounds like that's what you're doing and that's what you strive to do next too. Definitely. And there are other ways you can do it as well. Like, are you getting more article lands for people that want to be published? Like, are you showing more support behind your own employees? Are you getting awards for the company? These are things that all tie in to making sure that you are getting an ROI. And yes, they might not be directly related to social, but these are things that you end up putting on social so that people can see you're working behind the scenes, not only to support your customers, but your own employees as well. Yeah, I like that. And I think too, that's something that would relate. Well, I guess not necessarily like, I think too, that's something that helps you engage your employees. There are people who do want to speak up and there if there is a way that you can help amplify them that shows your support behind them, which lends loyalty to the company, but then also 
turns around and benefits the company if they're the person who's speaking. So that's, yeah, something I hadn't considered. I like that a lot. And reflect a lot too. And like, say a salesperson is talking to a new prospective client or customer. These are things that will reflect when they're talking about the company of SmartBear. If they believe in the company that they work for, they'll automatically be able to showcase that through their conversations rather than having to muster up some other things that will make a person want to buy our tool. So I think having that pride from all levels will ultimately lead to more customers and more revenue. It's just a few steps and thinking a few steps in advance of how it affects the bottom line. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and from a really tactical question, do you package that stuff up and hand it out to sales? When you do win the awards, when you get these kind of recognitions or when someone has a speaking engagement, like how are you actually then helping the team spread the word or say on a sales call, whatever that might be? Yeah, we do have a few ways of doing it. I think the dream is to maybe communicate it a little bit easier, but we have... um, Always. Yes. (laughs) We're always working to make it better, but we do have an advocacy tool that they can go in and any articles or posts that we already have put out that they want to share to their own pages, they can do that. And that does include things like thought leadership articles that people write on their own from our company. If we're going to an event, if we do have a webinar, it'll go in there. Or if we win an award, we communicate that not only by providing that link for them, but then we post it in our Slack channel so that they can share to their their potential customers. We give them award logos so that these are things that they can share on their slide decks and showcase like, hey, SmartBear is good for XYZ. This is why you should buy us. Cool. Yeah, that's helpful. I think that's one of the... It's an oddly a step where a lot of people can fall flat is like you do all of this hard work to get the awards, to get the thought leadership out there, but then you don't package it up in an easy way for your internal teams to share, to just shout about really easily. So, and it's like, you don't want to give them something to copy paste, but... Of course. Yeah. You want to make sure it looks good and you give them some direction, but they can take their own spit on it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like it still has to sound like you when you post it on LinkedIn. (laughs) So if anything, we're like, please try to make this your own. Please try to personalize it because we don't want to ever put words in someone else's mouth or make it sound too corporate. So definitely encourage for them to share to their own pages and put their own voice behind it and make sure it sounds like. And I learn a lot when I watch other people post because I like, like, like what you said about not making it sound too corporate. I noticed that if I write a prompt, it's going to sound like marketing speak. I've just, it's drilled into me to make it sound as polished and like perky as possible. Right. And then I see someone else go and post it on their own. It's just like so casual or like so very much in their own voice. It's a good reminder for me. So like you can be a normal human, which I think is what you've been talking about too, like really humanizing Smart Bear. You are a human who works here, so it's going to be okay. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be so serious. <laughs> like, yeah, it's your own social profile. <laughs> like you can do it. Right. Want, so. Right. Exactly. Which is oddly something that people just like are super intimidated by sometimes. Definitely. But do you do anything to help people kind of get over that stage fright of posting on LinkedIn? We do offer pre-written prompts for them. So we encourage them to, to, if they don't, they're like really lost. They don't know what to do. 
they can just use that one, you know, like, or if they don't have enough time, like it is a pretty, I, I am the person that's primarily writing them and I try to make it a little bit more casual, not so like in depth and making sure I'm touching every single thing that you need to in a corporate post. You try to change it a little bit for those people. That said, we always say like, feel free to share on social on your own pages, like make sure you do it for yourselves. Like we don't want you to just have to repost our own, like take this link and and you can put it on your own page and make it yours. We don't necessarily have like any tips and tricks for making sure you can sound a little bit more casual and help people out there, but we are working on more of like a style guide for written content. So perhaps that's something we could be add in there. You give me a good idea. Something I can bring back to my team and say, Hey, maybe in our style guide, we start telling people like the easiest way to come put together a social media post. Cool. Yeah, all good ideas though. So I like that a lot. So kind of wrapping up, I think we're kind of nearing the end of our time together. But I think I want to summarize and underline a little bit here is that what a lot of marketers are asked to bring in quantitative data to show what's working. And what you're doing is a lot more qualitative. You're leaning into that qualitative side to show the value of what you're doing. I think I want you to just kind of summarize that and show like, because I think it's going to be hard for some people to listen to this and say, this is all qualitative. And I'm being asked to like 1x, 2x, 3x my stuff, show some numbers. So how do you address those kinds of concerns? Yeah, I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that metrics will never go away. These are things that are always going to be necessary in measuring success. So definitely find ways that you can measure your progress and what you're doing with numbers. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're taking the development steps and the research and the time that you need to, to really build a brand and think about the content that you're going to be putting out to people. Success doesn't happen overnight. It's something that you need to continuously be working on. So have those numbers almost as a backup plan. And simultaneously, be just consistent and confident in that the more qualitative work that you're doing will ultimately show results. And then once you really develop that new brand messaging and making sure that it's really in line with what you want, you can start to use that to your advantage to bring it into even bigger projects that will give you bigger numbers. So simultaneously work on what you need to do while leaning into the qualitative side of things. Yeah, and I think what I heard there too is you need to be prepared to advocate for the time that you need in order to see the numbers they're asking for. A lot of the content branding and even social plays just need time to bake. It's You can't sit there and say, I'm going to have, you know, I've got three weeks worth of LinkedIn posts and that's going to drive this, 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 this. Or even like, how long did it take you to really revamp your messaging and then get it rolled out and then to like, how long would you have wanted it to be out in the world before you even start judging whether or not it's working? Yeah, so our team was really lucky in that we were given almost a full year to really develop new messaging that we want. And there are parts of that that can happen quicker, right? Like the humanization of social media posts, that can be done in the 24-hour turnaround. But when it comes to like, what's our new brand messaging? Where do we want to put it? Those things are going to take time and it can take up to a year really to do that. And of course, if you need to shorten that, you shorten it. But there are things that you can work on in a shorter term sense while you're trying to really develop that and 
make sure you do take the research time that you need to ensure that the new messaging that you're putting out there is going to resonate with your audience and ultimately benefit you in the long run. I think, I hope people hear that they need time too. I think it's sometimes helpful just to hear someone else say it so that you can take that back to your own teams to say, this kind of work needs time. And especially I think in tech, B2B, right now, everything feels very urgent and it feels like it needs to be done overnight. So if you are in a stage where you are pivoting, I think figuring out a good way to push back and say, okay, you're right, we can't have a year for this, but I really do need X amount of time to think it through. Because if you get it wrong, then you're back at square one three months later and it hasn't benefited anybody. So I think it's helpful. I think if anybody just listened to what you said, it's that give yourself the space and figure out a way. Like you can step away from this podcast and say, well, Abby from Smart Bear saw great results and she had a year. Help me out here, VP, SVP, CMO. (laughs) Like give me a break. And I think something to work with. Absolutely. And I think while you're advocating for yourself, make sure you're giving something back in return. Hey, I might need some more time for this aspect of it, but I really can do these two, three things in the immediate sense. So that way you're working both angles. You're not completely giving up the things that you were doing in the past, but you are taking that little extra time to make sure your new outlook and the new things that you want to be putting out are going to actually be the right things to put out. Well said. Very well said. And I think smart, very smart. Awesome. Well, this has been an absolutely excellent chat. My wrap-up question for everybody is, what do you want people to take away from this conversation? Yeah, I think just be, be really confident in yourself and knowing what you need to get to the end goal that you're looking for. You know, advocate for yourself, make sure that you have a set plan of what you want to do and the results will come along with that. And don't be afraid to lean into the qualitative aspects of things that can really in work in alignment with those quantitative aspects. I like that excellent mix of kind of heart and brain, if you will, yeah. like <laughs> you've got to have all the things for it to really be successful. And I hope that a marketer listening to this knows that and now then has a bit more confidence to say you do have to lean into both And you have to be prepared to speak to both, to the value of both. Yes, absolutely. I hope so too. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Abby. This has been absolutely a fantastic conversation. I will drop links to your LinkedIn in the show notes if anybody wants to connect with you and SmartBear. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Alan. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Pros and Content brought to you by Notch. We hope you subscribe to hear more interviews with leading marketers in SaaS B2B companies. We're focused this season on how marketers prove their contribution to business growth at all stages of the funnel. You can learn more about how Notch helps you uncover your organization's true audience journey, including what drives conversions at notch.com. That's K-N-O-T-C-H dot com.